This episode of TFR is brought to you by Pacific Western Bank. Pacific Western is the leading provider of venture debt and banking services to startups, growth stage companies, and their investors. And this episode of TFR is brought to you by Brex. Designed specifically for venture-backed startups, Brex is the perfect corporate card for fast-growing companies. Head to brex.com and sign up with the promo TFR to get waived card fees for life. Welcome to the podcast about investing in startups, where existing investors can learn how to get the best deal possible. And those that have never before invested in startups can learn the keys to success from the venture experts. Your host is Nick Moran, and this is The Full Ratchet. Welcome back to The Full Ratchet. On today's investor story segment, the experts weigh in on the characteristics, personality traits, and behaviors that they see in the most remarkable and successful entrepreneurs. Here's the special segment called Exceptional Founders. On today's special segment, we have Maya Heyman of Converge Venture Partners. Maya, have you had the pleasure of investing in an exceptional founder? If so, what made that entrepreneur so great? And can you highlight the aspects that make founders exceptional? I have. I'll take an um, amalgamation of traits. It's founders who have a big vision, but are very grounded on execution. They have the vision, but they, they are able to separate vision from marketing. Or as sometimes I'd like to say, they don't breathe their own exhaust. They're very metrics driven, but they don't lose, they don't lose sight of the brass ring. So it's this combination of being incredibly self-aware, having perseverance, having the vision, but that the perseverance piece is directly linked to the self-aware or market-aware or company-aware because you have to know when the perseverance becomes not a strength, listening to the customer, listening to the market, you know, and, and look, and leadership, right? How, you know, the, the, the best entrepreneurs are able to attract talent that's even better than they are within the functional roles that they hire. So can they lead? Can they hire? Can they fire? Do they know when they need to transition someone out? Look, all of the things I'm saying, as you can well hear, it's on the human element. Yep. You know, it's people who build companies and you need a good solution. You need a good marketplace. But someone who has the uncanny ability to understand their customers' problems even before the customer realizes what the problems are. Those are the the traits that I've seen in founders, CEOs that just nail it. They nail it because they don't believe their own marketing. On today's special segment, we have Jonathan Struhl of Indicator Ventures. Jonathan, have you had the pleasure of working with or investing in an exceptional founder? And if so, can you talk about what made that entrepreneur so great and maybe highlight some of the aspects that make founders exceptional? We have a portfolio company called Nimble CRM. It's a social CRM platform. The founder is one of the most inspiring individuals I've ever met. His name's John Ferrara. John was the founder of Goldmine, which was the original CRM platform way back in the day, which he raised no money for it and ended up selling it for a hundred plus million. Then took a couple of years off, actually 
fought cancer twice and really inspiring story there. And then he was one of the founders of the CRM movement, decided that he can do it better nowadays. And now he's taken on his second project, which is Nimble, which utilizes social media when it comes to CRM. So essentially, customer relationship management is not just LinkedIn. It's not just your previous emails. You need to get to know people. What better place to get to know someone through Instagram, through Twitter, understanding the types of wine they like or their family and really getting connecting with them on a personal level. He built this incredible platform which tackles CRM in relation to social. You know, some of the key indicators there were, A, he's an influencer in the space already. The guy has tackled Twitter. He's one of the foremost social selling influencers on the planet. We want to invest in entrepreneurs that are the foremost experts in the space. If you speak to an entrepreneur and you say, maybe you do it this way, and they say, oh yeah, maybe that's interesting. That's usually a red flag that they aren't that ingrained in the space. We would say to John, maybe you do something like this. He would come to us and be like, no, here's why we do it like this. I've done it for years. This is the goal. This is the vision. And here's exactly why. Wow. That's really important to us. And indicator ventures, we look for these key indicators and everything was there from the customers, from his traction to his other investors as well. I couldn't say enough incredible things about John Ferrara. And we took a great walk around Santa Monica. He's located in California. And we just bonded on a personal level, which is really important. You know, We're going to work with our companies for, at the most, 10, 12 years. And we need to be able to have a personal relationship with our entrepreneurs. Being able to get to know them and being able to work closely with them is really important. And John just inspired us. We turned around and we said, this is someone who we would be honored to invest in. And that's what we did. Anything about John early on that you weren't sure about that maybe surprised you? I think his ability to iterate his product. When we originally invested, say maybe a year ago, we invested in a specific product and we thought it was pretty much done. We were very happy with the product and it's really powerful and it was really just about selling it. He spent the next year building on top of it, of really powerful plugins, just iterating. And we didn't know that that was going to go there, but we're really happy with the product that he's been able to achieve over this last year. We originally invested, it was okay, we're investing in this product. It's pretty much done. Let's go out and let's sell the hell out of this thing. And he's like, no, I have this grand vision of the world and specifically CRM. And I know what I need to do in order to tackle it. And I know how to build this great product and all the feature sets it needs. And he's gone and he's built it. And that was something that really surprised us. He's a social influencer. He understands the space, but his ability to iterate a product and to have a vision and then to build it really quickly was something that really surprised us. This episode of TFR is brought to you by Brex. Your startup is going to change the world, and the right corporate card will get you there even faster. The Brex corporate card for startups offers 10 to 20 times higher limits than traditional corporate cards, automated expense tools, and huge rewards like four times points back on travel, three times back on restaurants, and two times back on recurring SaaS spend, and all with no personal guarantee. Sign up at Brex.com and get waived card fees for life with the code TFR. And this episode of TFR is brought to you by Assure. For over three years, Newstack has been raising capital on a deal-by-deal basis, allowing individual investors to select each startup investment. Assure is the company behind the scenes that powers this process. When we have 10, 20, or 30 angels investing in a startup, we can't put all those folks directly on the startup's cap table. So those investors are rolled into a special purpose vehicle that occupies just one line item on the cap table. And Assure handles all ongoing fees, finances, and K-1s for us. 
We pay a one-time upfront fee and avoid all the required yearly admin filings and bills. If you run an angel group or you would like your LPs to invest in deal-by-deal sidecars, go to assure.co slash TFR for 20% off your first SPV. And this episode of TFR is brought to you by Pacific Western Bank. Pacific Western specializes in providing financial services to startups, growth stage companies, and their investors, helping to navigate financial obstacles by providing access to funds and expertise. Pacific Western's customized products and team of venture banking specialists provides a banking experience designed specifically with startups and VCs in mind. If you run a tech company or if you invest in tech companies, it's strongly advisable that you build a relationship with the folks at Pacific Western. Go to pacwest.com to learn more. On today's special segment, we have Leo Polovets of Sousa Ventures. Leo, have you had the pleasure of working with or investing in an exceptional founder? And if so, can you highlight one and what made that entrepreneur so great and unique? I feel very lucky because I get to work with many exceptional people. So it's very hard to pick a favorite, so I'm not going to pick a favorite. I'm just going <laughs> to pick a random story or two. So one founder I really like working with, her name is Arthi Ramamurthy, and she runs a startup called Lumoid. I guess to preface, so Lumoid basically lets you trial consumer electronics at home before buying them. So you can take a camera lens you've been meaning to try out. Instead of paying a thousand bucks for it, you could pay, you know, 60 bucks to try it out for a week or something like that. And then if you like it, you can pay to keep it. Awesome. So I like the business model. And then when I met Arthi, I was really impressed with how scrappy and proactive and hardworking she was. And one of my favorite stories actually is when I was doing diligence on the company, there were a couple of competitors kind of similar that had failed in the last few years. And we asked her why she thought that was. Most founders basically will give us some off-the-cuff answer like, oh, you know, they didn't execute well or there's a flaw in their business model. And so she basically told us like she thought it was for these two reasons, but she wasn't sure and she was going to go check it out. And then two days later, she emailed us and said, you know, hey, I tracked down the co-founders of both companies. I interviewed them. Like I did a lot of research and here's what I found. And like, here's how Lumoid is different. And I found that level of like kind of engagement and scrappiness uh, very unusual. So I think that would be one example. I've had the pleasure to work with a couple of serial founders, and that's always fun too. The way that serial founders pitch is often very different from how first-time founders pitch. I don't want to overgeneralize, but what I've noticed is for first-time founders, a lot of times they're just trying to get money in the bank because that's something they're very anxious about. And so they tend to be very receptive to kind of signals from VCs. Like if VCs start saying like, hey, we really like this aspect of your business, the founder will kind of shift their pitch to really focus on that aspect of the business for everyone. And what I've noticed with serial founders is that they're much more conscious of like their strengths and weaknesses and they have a better sense of, I'm just not going to do this because it's not my strength. And one person that we worked with, I remember they work on a recruiting product and my partner said, well, you're doing this as a consumer play. It seems like there's a lot of money in the enterprise side. Like, why don't you do enterprise instead of consumer? And this founder basically said, well, look, I founded a couple of companies before. They've all been in the consumer space. I know how to grow them. I know how they work. I don't know anything about the enterprise side. So I don't think I'm going to go there for a long time. And I thought that was really refreshing because founders rarely say no to investors because they're hoping to get investments. It's really interesting to see serial founders kind of book that end a little bit. Know yourself, not just your audience, right? Yeah, exactly. In this case, that gave us a lot more faith that this person would, would be able to execute well because they had a good sense of strengths and weaknesses. 
Are there certain patterns or personality characteristics that you have seen over time, whether it comes to exceptional entrepreneurs or maybe entrepreneurs that have proven not so exceptional? Has actually made us pass a lot of times is sometimes we'll talk to a founder that has a really amazing idea, a really amazing technical background or business background, but there's some gap in their perception of themselves and it's really hard to make them see it. So for example, sometimes this has happened a few times where we've talked to a really exceptional technical founder where he or she has been working on the product for you know six months, 12 months. The product is great, but this founder has been trying to sell it for that whole time and hasn't had any luck, but they're convinced they're a good salesperson. And we'll kind of ask them, like, well, you're a great engineer. What do you think about you spending more time on the tech side? And then maybe somebody can help you on the business side. And the founder says, no, 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 I got it. I'm a great salesperson. I can figure this out. And I think that kind of blind behavior where you're not thinking about what's best for the company and not really thinking and evaluating whether you're doing a good job and just assuming that, hey, I can do anything. Like, so this isn't going to be a big deal. I think we definitely view that as a red flag in my fund. On the flip side, people that have great self-awareness, it's a lot easier to talk to really evaluate the company and feel like we have all of the information on the table. For the less self-aware people, it's make an evaluation of where we think the company is now. And even if it's great, we kind of have some doubts about if things go wrong, would this person be able to see it and to react accordingly? And I think when people know their strengths and weaknesses, maybe they find co-founders that complement themselves really well. We feel much more safe in those investments. With the non-serial entrepreneurs, is that self-awareness piece something that you can get to? in your evaluation process, or is that a big challenge? We try to test for it a little bit. It's probably more about personality types than whether you're a serial founder or not. And so sometimes like serial founders have been kind of humbled by experience to see, hey, they're really good at a lot of things, but there's also a lot of things where having other people they can depend on is really helpful. And I think sometimes for first-time founders, but also sometimes for serial founders, if they've done really well in the past, they kind of have this assumption that I was a great salesperson, but I could probably do marketing, or I was a great engineer, but I could probably do sales. And I think we'll we'll test it a little bit where we'll say, like, well, what if you can't do sales or look at this evidence do you think you know you're doing a good job? And we'll kind of gauge their answers to try to get a sense of are they open to suggestions, are they open to working with other people, or are they very set on doing exactly what they're doing and not changing it? That will wrap up this installment of Investor Stories. Head over to thefullratchet.net to leave a comment, sign up for the newsletter, or find resources discussed on any of the episodes. Until next time, remember to over-prepare, choose carefully, and invest confidently. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back.